0: Called me the other day and asked what I was going to do without Donald Trump's balls to break. No problem. You see, I've still got his loyal followers, and and this is a gift from heaven, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Then there's Ted Cruz. Go take a look at him with his new beard, which looks to me like a pubic hair transplant job. Ted, get a goddamn trimmer. You look like a homeless Charles Manson follower. How did the man avoid having it slide off? Tedley oozes slime in a way that Donald Trump never did. Trump was a heartless prick, a psychopath, and proud to be an asshole. He was, in that regard, well, authentic, which is exactly what turned out to be what the Republican Party figured it was missing. A heartless asshole. They finally came to realize that being a heartless asshole is a core value of the Republican Party. Cruz, on the other hand, wants to make people think he actually has human feelings and emotions. And he fails so spectacularly. He has the psychic ability to make millions of people eye roll every time he attempts to pretend he is actually concerned about anything. Speaking of Donald... There are many people who are experts in marketing and branding who say that the Trump name as a brand is dead. His business partners, who lease his name to put on real estate development projects, are canceling those agreements as they're coming and due and looking for any excuse to get out of the deals before they come due. Those licensing agreements were his major source of income. So he's fucked. There is also the issue of who is left in his high-class patron base. You know, the gold toilet seat, excuse me, are you a member here, crowd. Who is going to be staying at his upscale resorts and hotels? Hello, this is Marlago May I help you? Damn straight. Me and the boys is headed for Florida and some post-riot R and R and we want to book some rooms at Marie Largo. I'm wanting the VIP suite for myself and tea time's at Doral. Give us the ones from eleven on we like to sleep late after the meth wears off. Sir, it's Mara Largo, not Marie Largo. And this is a private club. May I have your name, sir. This is the goddamn Qanon Shaman. I led President Trump's boys in the takeover of the Capitol. Trump and us is buddies. I want you to take a look at the pictures of the meth heads who took over the Senate dais. That's Donnie's new customer base. He's not going to be selling them soap or personal grooming products, I can assure you of that. But for those of you who are thinking he's down for the count, think again. Here are my new ideas that are actually being floated for the new Trump brand. Trump suppositories. For those people who know, they are completely full of shit. The instructions are simple. Up yours. Trump Hairspray. A joint effort between the makers of L'Oreal Hairspray and Gorilla Glue. Tang Breakfast Drink will become the new Trump for Breakfast and will make a huge comeback with the motto, drink orange. The Florida orange growers, however, in an emergency session have begun research on genetic engineering to have their fruit come out the color of kumquats. Orange is the new color of taint stains. So, you see, the guy still has a customer base. And if they have the discipline to put aside some disposable income and not blow it all on assault rifles camo thongs, because you never know, and meth pipes, Trump should do just fine. There's an image, Trump at a camo thong that says, make America hard again. But marketing and branding is not the subject of today's podcast. Today's podcast is about fault and Brutus. The actual Shakespeare quote from Julius Caesar was, The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves, that we are underlings. I'm pretty sure the QAnon shaman and his boys have Shakespeare quotes on the plaques of his mother's basement walls. That's where he reportedly lives. I changed the quote a little for this podcast. I thought it might make more sense when explaining it to every one of you who still admire, support, and would vote again for a man who was so stupid he said we should rake the forests, nuke hurricanes, water bomb Notre Dame Cathedral, trade Greenland for Puerto Rico, praised our invisible planes, and thought that Puerto Rico was surrounded by big water and that the universe was bigger than the earth. That would be, by last count, 87% of the Republican Party. Wait, what? Yes, 87% of the Republican Party still adores a guy who egged on a mob of Duck Dynasty, honey boo boo, Dukes of Hazard, cretins who carried signs that said stop the steal and spelled it with two E's, which is a closer spelling than Trump would have tweeted if he hadn't been detweeted. Take a good look at the brain trust that invaded the United States Capitol. The entire crowd wouldn't have scored 425 on the verbal portion of their SATs if you combined their scores. To ordinary Republicans, you have something in common with these barely humans, and it's not that you would lose a spelling contest to a garden slug. You all love Donald Trump. Now, before you counter with some inane comparison to Antifa and say, what about Antifa and the left?, you guys all voted for Biden, let me remind you of a couple of facts. One, I have yet to see a single Antifa anarchist moron with a We Love Biden sign. They hate him. Two, I've yet to note a single time that Biden praised Antifa rioters and called them great patriots who support me. That is what Donald Trump said about the QAnon crowd. Great patriots who support me. The QAnon shaman. I doubt that Antifa people even voted. They're goddamn anarchists, as well as being morons. They hate all forms of government. They don't vote. So they ain't on my team. Dear 87% of Republicans... Here is a list of your soulmates, your fellow Trump lovers. Proud Boys, Racists, Closet Racists, White Nationalists, QAnon Believers, Michigan Militia Members, Nazis, Skinheads, Alex Jones Fans, Aryan Brotherhood, Atomwaffen Division, Knights of the Ku Klux Klan, Stormfront, Boogaloo, White Lives Matter, Oath Keepers, the Westboro Baptist Church crowd, 9-11 Truthers, and the dumbest people on the planet, the Donald Trump Anti-Mask Brigade. Also, probably the people who believe in underground shape-shifting lizards who are controlling the world. Why do you suppose all of these people adore Donald Trump? Hmm. This isn't like if a serial killer and an ordinary human both happen to like Wayne Newton. Well, here's my attempt at an answer. All of these horrible brain-diseased hate groups and conspiracy lunatics like Donald Trump for the same reason you do. You all have Trump in common because you all appreciate his unrestrained public displays of cruelty and intolerance for people who you feel threatened by. Those would be the people who have different religions and people of color, and those who think it would be nice to help those who are less fortunate. The difference is that the white nationalists want to get rid of people of color because because their hardwires are crossed. You want to get rid of them, and I suppose let somebody else do it for you, because you're soulless social Darwinists who think America would be better off if we were all a nice off-white color. Albinos are not revered for some reason. Donald Trump gave bigotry a legitimacy it never had before. He brought the monsters out from underneath the bed and the dark parts of our closets. And he brought the monsters out in the 87% of Republicans who still think the world of them. I wonder what percentage of the 87% were cheering for the barbarian hordes who tried to take over the Capitol. I wonder what percentage would have been fine with a General Flynn-inspired declaration of martial law and the military installation of Donald Trump as president again. I think the number is frightening. I think they would have told themselves that sometimes it's necessary to suspend the Constitution, like in times of national emergencies. For instance, if a decent man happens to be elected president, I think the exact same people who hate being told to wear masks for the benefit of their fellow man because the government has no business telling us what we have to do and that's much more important than public health, those same selfish, willfully ignorant Trump lovers would be just fine with the same government rounding up all the lefties, or at the very least, overturning the election for the good of the people. Here's an experiment you can do that will answer the question definitively. Gather a few of them together and get them shitfaced, or give them a few grass-fed brownies. Then ask them once their inhibitions are down. Just ask them. I think if they feel they're among friends, they're going to say something astute like, fuck them, let them eat fish heads. I believe there is an ugliness inside them that was just waiting for a guy like Donald Trump to signal that, hey, it's okay to come out. And that's what they did. 74 million of them. So, I'm tremendously relieved that the American Dark Ages have come to an end and that we've beaten them. I'm relieved that our horrific national experiment with American indecency is over. But we need to be vigilant. We need to keep checking under the bed because it won't take that much to bring them back out in the open. Make no mistake, they are still with us. I want to sit down with them and ask them what they miss most about Trump. Is it his disdain for humility? Or perhaps his public displays of cruelty? Do you pine for the days when he publicly suggested that Ted Cruz's wife was ugly? Or his clever mimicry of the reporter with the horrible neurological disease? Man, those were the days when every network hung on his every obscenity. His stalwart refusals to ever apologize for anything. Our children and grandchildren can sure learn from his ability to double down on every atrocity that came out of his mouth. You know, on more than one occasion, I've taken pains to say that Donald Trump is not Hitler and his followers are not Nazis. But there are some similarities that are worth noting. And this brings me to the lunatic du jour, Marjorie Taylor Greene. You see, folks, we need to think about what it is about Nazis that decent people find so reprehensible. And it isn't their adherence to a well-organized political worldview like National Socialism. Most of us have no idea what the actual tenets of National Socialism or Nazism were. I think that what is so viscerally abhorrent about the idea of Nazis to most decent people is their cruelty and their stated willingness to simply murder people they disagreed with or didn't like. They designated them as traitors to the fatherland and deserving of death. But... Americans don't think like that. We believe that all men are created with equal rights. We believe in the Constitution, and we do not believe in murdering those people who disagree with our political or religious views. And because we believe in those things, they can go unsaid. They can be taken as givens. At least, that used to be the case. Enter onto the stage of Republican deplorables, one Marjorie Taylor Greene, who gave a thumbs up to the idea of a bullet in the head for Nancy Pelosi. In 2018, Greene wrote on Facebook that, quote, the stage is being set to hang Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a Republican supporter of the notion of murder as a legitimate tool for imposing her worldview on America. Murder. Now somebody, anybody, tell me what the moral difference is between Marjorie Taylor Greene and her supporters and Hitler's Nazis. She has replaced National Socialism with QAnon, conspiracy theory. That's about the only difference I can see. I know she's on the fringe. She's not what the Republican Party is all about. That's true, except that it isn't. You see, Kevin McCarthy just put her on the House Education Committee. You know, the one that decides national policies for our schools, where our children go to be educated and taught right and wrong. He appointed a woman who has embraced murder to the Education Committee. Let that sink in for a minute. And Donald Trump called her a future star of the Republican Party. A woman who called for the murder of people she disagreed with. And you despicable, morally bankrupt supporters of Donald Trump are shrugging your shoulders, as I'm saying this, and blathering inanities about her First Amendment rights. She has First Amendment rights. I'll give her that. So did Richard Ramirez and Ted Bundy. But I'll be damned if I will sit by and watch spineless cowards like Kevin McCarthy and Lindsey Graham anoint her with the power to decide education policy for our children. The root of the word coward is the word cower. It means to crouch down in fear, which explains guys like McCarthy and Graham. You know who they're afraid of? They're afraid of you Republican voters. The people who couldn't give a shit that Donald Trump praises a woman who has a moral compass that points in the exact same direction as the one the Nazis carried. Now... I'm a vegan, and Hitler was an animal lover who was a vegetarian. We have that in common. That doesn't make me pro-Hitler. Supporting him would make me pro-Hitler. Voting for him would make me pro-Hitler. So the fault, dear Brutus, lies in you people, the 87% who shrug their shoulders and vote for and continue to support a man who embraces a woman who embraces murder. I don't indict you people because you belong to the same party as Donald Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene more than I would if you both happened to like Chinese food. This isn't guilt by association. This is guilt by affirmation. Donald Trump embraced Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you people continue to embrace Donald Trump. A monster who praises monsters. And your mantra is exactly the same one that Hitler's ordinary, non-foaming-at-the-mouth citizens who had nothing in particular against the Jews said. Let me remind you. They said, yes, he's a little over the top. I don't agree with everything he says and does." but I agree with most of his policies. That's your defense to supporting a man who endorses a woman who embraces murder as a remedy for what she thinks ails America?